Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one mad steward at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm sad. You have right to be. I'm just saying Fredrickson. <laughs> and today we're talking about Minute 46, which starts with Gandalf saying, I come with tidings in this dark hour and with counsel, and ends with Denethor saying to Pippin, this is my first command to you. That's a hell of a place. To end a minute. Yeah, no. <laughs> this good, good stuff. Good stuff right there. So, this, we get to see Boromir die again. That's why I'm sad. Why do we have to watch this again? Also, the score comes back into this scene mm-hmm. when the camera looks at Denethor. Mm-hmm. So, we've, we entered this quiet space. We don't see anybody. We don't interact with anybody yet. And as soon as the... The movie starts interacting with the one other person that was in the space when they entered it. That's when the score comes back. I think that's just a a cool little thing in the in the score of this scene. Mm-hmm. It's not until they choose to actively interact with the person in this space that the the background noise, the score comes back to life. He was he's just been sitting in here in his grief. Wait. There's a difference between the score and the background noise. Well, both. There's, like, basically no noise. Well, there is noise. Very when little. When they're walking through the, the halls. We talked about it last yeah. week. But we talked about how it's, like, we, we talked about how even though this place is so big, there's not much. Uh... I think it echoes enough. Mm. It's it's just so quiet. But the, it just, it feels like there's more other noise in the scene once they start to talk to Denethor. Like, the mixing is uh, is different. I think it's still quiet. Hmm. I don't know. It seems like it seems more alive than it was before they spoke to him. Hmm. Maybe that's a trick of the score, too. Yeah, probably. You have, like, the the strings and stuff as we Hmm. watch Boromir die. Um, And it also might be the, the way that the arrow shots echo. Yes. Like, affects the way you pick up on sound from that point forward in the scene. Yeah, I think so. Oh man, they land hard. I Yeah, like, they do. That's <laughs> it's like it sounds like someone punching a bag of wet cement that hasn't dried. Like it's <laughs> it's such a thuddy, thick sound. Yeah. And that's happening in Pippin's memory. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think I mean I know that it's supposed to be played as larger than life. Mm. Um I think they up the the mixing the sound mixing for that for this because it's supposed to be dramatic and it's just you're supposed to be reminded of how horrible and terrible this event was and, and pippin is so small yeah the world is just so big and oh, full the, of danger mary's face when he is just holding the rock like oh no <laughs> like watching Bormir die ah oh, this yeah. is so sad just, there's a there's a little thing here um when Denethor says, perhaps you've come to explain this, and he picks up the horn, mm-hmm. uh, we get a close-up on his hands, and the ring he's wearing, that big black stone, has, like, a silver eight-pointed star 
In the middle of it, or... Like, across the whole ring. Oh, yeah, like a compass rose. And whenever I... This is... I mean, this is because of uh, Warhammer 40K and, like, Warhammer Fantasy in general. Nerd. But I think it's I think it's an older symbol than that, although I'm not sure. Uh, an eight-pointed star like that, to me, just tells me that there's chaos about. Like, that's the symbol of chaos in Warhammer. Oh. It looks like a compass rose. It could be. Like the, um, because the cross, like the, um. It's got slightly smaller like points got, on the diagonals. It's got like the cardinal directions, like north, south, east, west. And mm. then the cross points are, seem to be thinner. It's also interesting to me that it's got eight points like a compass rose, but it's only a six-sided yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a six-sided setting with eight points. It's kind of weird, but it's. That what's ring that is shape massive. A, a, a hexagon. Oh, yeah. I have to, I was like, what's a septagon? But that's, that's like seven. seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that is a enormous ring. Well, I like that it is um, like it's in parallel to Aragorn's giant ring, like the ring of bear here that we see. But his ring doesn't have one big stone. Right. It's right, just right. metal detail. Right. I'm saying, well, the, 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 there's the stones in the eyes of the Right, snake. but they're very small. They're like, um, they're largely secondary to the way that ring seems to be designed. Yeah. There is a stone there, but it doesn't stick out. You know what this ring reminds me of? It reminds me of those old fashioned, like, rings that people would like. Like a snuff ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to poison your drink or your yeah. enemies drink with at, at dinner parties. Keep your cocaine in it. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it is, it's just, it it is gigantic. The ring really stuck out to me when I was watching this minute back. Yeah. And this, the poor split horn of Gondor. Yeah, I like the detail we get to see on the horn um, from this brief shot. I also love the detail on the steps up to the throne. Oh, yeah. It's hard to tell exactly what they're going for with the design. It looks to me like a lotus blossom. Mm-hmm. Though it is kind of seashell-ish as well. Yeah, that's what I kind of got from it. It was like seashells, which to me makes sense because the people of Numenor were seafaring folk, and they would have been the ones that built this place initially. Mm, That's true. So, and the the animal of Gondor is uh, a swan, which is also like a waterborne creature. I think if it was um, a seashell, the scalloped edging on it would be softer. Like, it's almost pointed. Mm. Like, they look like petals to me. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. Like, the the detail on it is really well uh, aged. It's got a nice yeah. a nice patina has been placed on it. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. The, there's a lot of detail in this set. And the, um, like, the black, the, the motif, whatever it is, the lotus or the, the, the shell, goes all the way. Like, there's a molding on the actual base of the throne, too, that you can see. And yeah, it, it goes like, all the way around. Yeah. And I like that Denethor, the little steward chair, is black. Oh, okay. So that um, that compass rose motif is also on his shirt, his like doublet or whatever mm. you want to call it. So maybe that's just the ring of the steward of, of Gondor. Because yeah. like, it's the steward's job. Like, he's not a king. He's a caretaker. He's uh, like a wayfinder. Yeah. Almost. So that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And if they are like, if... I mean, because the new, like, the directions are important to seafaring people. Right. So you, your steward 
is like he's your navigator. Yeah, yeah. He keeps you yeah, on track. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the hand of the king. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that is like his ring. That's yeah. probably his signet ring. Probably. We have there's like a cane that you can kind of see too, in the shot. Yeah, we never see him walk with it though. Not that I can think of, no. But he has one apparently. I love his like fluffy, furry. Oh, it's very robe. um. It's very King Henry, but it's not King Henry. Like, uh, like which one? There's like twelve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the <laughs> it's a stereotypical like lavish fur lined like king's robe. It looks comfy as heck. It's like Tudor's era, era England. Error, error. <laughs> That's my main accent. Uh, <laughs> error fourteen oh four cannot yeah. be fourteen oh four. appreciate my history joke norman (laughs) i do i do but yeah this is a very lavish outfit for denethor i like the way that he the way that john noble sells this first these first couple of lines with such a subtle cracking in his voice Mm -hmm. is just so so good and perhaps you've come to explain this and like that first part he does. He subtly kind of amps up the trembling and the crack in his voice through through that line into perhaps you've come to explain why my son is dead. Yeah. And Gandalf is just like, oh no, <laughs> oops. <laughs> this is exactly what I did not want. Whoops. I was going to just not tell him his son was dead. Some some wizard foresight he has. Right. Come on, Gandalf. And when Pippin steps forward, I like the really, or actually it's right after the, perhaps you've come to explain why my son is dead. There's a really audible, like tongue click from Gandalf. Just like, like, oh crap. Heck. (laughs) It's a really, it's just a little thing that I think really sells the, the moment. The tension of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And Pippin immediately like gets in the way and just, uh, I offer my service to you such as it is. Pippin's so noble. It is a very noble drive yeah. to do this thing. Yeah. It's brave. It's because, moral. And I think as much as I hate the flashback, like, how often do you think he thinks about this? Constantly. Like, he must feel so guilty that this is a thing that he had to be party yeah. to. So, of course, so he immediately jumps at the chance to do even anything that he feels like could make it right. Yeah. Because that's who Pippin is. My boy. I'm so proud of him. Like, how many things along the way so far has he just felt so guilty about? Mm-hmm. And this is the first time something has presented itself that he sees as, as a way a to way fix to, it. To not fix it, but to... Well, that's how people think of things, right? That's well, how no, you think I of... I don't think that he wants to... I mean, obviously he wants... Not fix it, but to make amends. Mm. There's a difference. I don't know. So I don't know if Pippin is quite there yet for the maturity to get the difference between those two things. Well, he says, I mean, he says in payment for this debt, it's not to fix it. It's to atone for it. Yeah, but I think we're supposed to feel that Pippin doesn't really understand what he's doing. No, of course not. He's a noble idiot. I love him. (laughs) Like he's he's just using language that he he knows is proper in this situation. I don't know that he you think that he's just saying things and he doesn't understand. I know that he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the, the gravity of what he's the doing. The ramifications of what he's doing. Right. I think he understands the language that he's using. 
See, but I, I think that's part of Pippin's immaturity is that he knows what to say, but doesn't understand the like the meaning behind it or the weight behind it. And he gains I more think, of an understanding past this. I think that he knows what it means. He just doesn't know what it means. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm saying that I don't think Pippin the is English at... The English language is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying I don't think Pippin is at the truly at the level of maturity to view this as... Uh, totally selfless rather than partially selfish. No, I think, okay. My and that's thing, what I mean by fixing it, because it, I think that there's a certain amount of this in Pippin that is the drive to make it right for himself, not for Denethor. Right, and that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by fix it. Okay, because... Because make amends when, is when, totally outward. When, um, well, that's why I think I changed it to atone for it. Mm. Because he feels Even guilty. Then, he feels bad about what happened because of him. Even then, I think atonement is uh, is a term that's used for selfless actions, for selfless reasons. If it's if it's not selfless, you're not really atoning. And like in the the way that I think that word really is intended to be used. I think we're splitting hairs again. Possibly. <laughs> Because, it's entirely like, possible. I think Pippin understands the... I think he understands the meaning of what he's saying. He doesn't understand the weight of it. Mm. See, I get the impression that Pippin thinks he knows what it means that he's saying. Right, what that's, it... that's what I'm trying to say, I but, guess. I'm but... saying it in not that way. Yeah. So I, I get the I get the sense from all of this that we're supposed to feel like Pippin is saying something that he understands some of the context of, maybe from stories from Bilbo or stories from Gandalf when he was younger, and just like absorbing these these tales of bravery and heroes and the sorts of things that young folk fill their heads well, okay, with. Okay, it's very much um Pippin's Pippin's arc in this movie is very much Eowyn's arc. Like, Eowyn's arc, period. Like, we meet Eowyn with all these grand ideas of, like, dying in battle. And, right. like, the romantic... The roman... You know what I'm... Yeah. This romantic view of combat. Yes, thank you. To, to use an easier word to say. <laughs> the romanticized... Yes. ...vision of, of battle. Of battle. And then she is... Um, she... I mean, she's present at Helm's Deep, but she doesn't... She doesn't fight. And then she, in this movie, um, gets to fight. Gets to fight and. Um, but gets to also see up close yeah, but, like, what it costs. Ass. Yeah. But she gets to see up close from on the battlefield what what her glory costs people. Yeah. And Pippin, I think, is very much the same way. Like, he has all of these good intentions and these drives and these noble. Things that he wants to do. Yeah. But. I think it's ultimately still self-driven. And that's the, I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the Eowyn thing with Eowyn, is... yeah. And that's the lesson she learns across her, her character arc. Yeah. And I think with Pippin, too. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't think. Because he ends up, um, like, saving Faramir's life. Yeah. Uh, him and Shadowfax. Yeah, that's true. We'll get there when we yeah. get there. Murder whores, but <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I I get what you're saying. It's I I feel like 
I feel like we see sort of Pippin at different points of his trajectory here hmm. as a character. I kind of view the way that he's framed uh, at the start of this movie, not like a reboot of some of his character, but as because we're now focusing in on it, it's kind of a like a soft reset on some of his character arc because now we're focusing on it. I don't know that I... Because you want to kind of go back and re-highlight some of the flaws from the beginning of his character arc because the movie's never really focused on it. Well, okay. Do you know what I mean? Not really. Um, because it's different than if you're just, um, it's different than like a purely written media. You're, these movies are released a year apart. You're going to assume that people just go and see them once a year in the theater. Yeah. So with a character's arc, but a character that's been present in both of the other movies, but has never really been focused on, you want to kind of go back and show some of the beginning of their character journey and kind of reaffirm those things as character flaws and then trace their character arc through. I don't know that. It's a soft reset, though. I just don't know of a way to put that better. Because, like, Pippin, Pippin is impetuous and curious, and we've seen that from the beginning. Yes. Like, there's the scene, like, the, 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 the thing in Moria. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Gandalf comes back. Yeah. But it's because of what Pippin does that Gandalf falls to the Balrog, ultimately. Yeah. Because he, he... He wakes it up. He wakes he wakes everything up. Yeah. So, like, how long do you think he was carrying that? Oh, the whole time. So he's been carrying... And this is, this is the same thing. Like, it's a reminder that, like... Right. See, but that's what I'm saying, right? Because in the... In the back half of Fellowship, we kind of see some of that. A restatement. Right. Not a reset. Okay, that makes more sense. But, like, you still want to show the journey... From a point where someone would be able to call uh, a beginning for like a casual moviegoer. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why this scene exists. Exactly, yeah. Ex- that's what I mean. So like, it's not a restart to his character development. It's a restart to it's the framing re- of his arc. So that you pull everything into focus in one movie. I don't know it's movie. a restart. Why would it be a restart? It's just like, we haven't been focusing on him. Here's a little right. reminder. Right, and that's what I mean. Like, the the, the framing of doing something like that is... Inside this movie, we start here. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So anyone who wasn't paying attention, who wasn't here, doesn't need to have paid all that close attention to Pippin before because we're getting it from a starting point in this movie by re like reestating and reestablishing those things. Yeah. That's why it's a soft That's reset. Just, no, it's not a reset. I don't... It's not a reset. We're not... We're not going back and, like, it's not a re- a reset is, like, I mean, er- in erasing a, the, the thing that we've already learned. And in like, a way, we are, I, I think. Don't, I don't agree. In a way, I think we are because it backtracks a little on some of the lessons you might have assumed Pippin learned from the Ents. But that's the thing about the two towers is Mary learned those lessons and Pippin doesn't get it yet. Right. We, talk, we talked about that a lot last season. Yeah. So it's not a reset. It's a reminder that this is where this character is currently. I don't think it's a reset or a reboot or whatever the term you were using. <laughs> I, I just... Because to reset it means, like, it's like, um, like, a you remember that game Mousetrap? Yeah. So, no, no, but see, that's the, that's the difference, though. Like, the term soft reset 
is used to mean we're not pretending everything before this didn't happen. We're picking like a new starting point, choosing things to show you to keep it going, but we're starting here for the purpose of this individual narrative. That's what that term means. Like they just, okay. So they, <laughs> they literally just did this with Pokemon. Uh, oh the, the Pokemon, uh, anime series where with the, the Hawaii inspired place, the, where the Sun and Moon games take place, the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime yeah. just, uh, shows Ash like getting a Pokemon for the first time at the beginning of the series. But then he re-meets Brock and Misty and the series treats like all those previous adventures had happened. But in the context of the show, you are to assume that but most that's of your not narrative. What's happening here? I think it's similar. I I disagree. That's not what I think. That's the that's the point of having him do an impetuous thing at the beginning of the movie is to get everyone back into this point. But it's not point. the same impetuous thing. It's not like he. It's just because he keeps making the same mistakes over and over again because he hasn't learned his lesson yet. And that's that's to keep Pippin's like character in focus. I don't think that's a reset. That's just a reminder that this character hasn't grown yet. I think that's. I think we're splitting hairs over what soft reset means. No, no, I, I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think that this fits the definition of a soft reset because you're taking the character that was kind of, you're, you're not erasing everything that happened. But you, you are, what you were describing in the Pokemon show is literally what you were just describing because Ash's first Pokemon was like. I don't know what Pikachu or something like it's framed like he's getting his first Pokemon and this is his first Pokemon adventure. But then when Brock and Misty come back into the story, they like show everything again. Like they treat it like all those previous adventures did happen. And there are like flashbacks to some of them. But the series itself doesn't generally treat it like it, it's it's interesting. It's it's I don't know if that's a term that's like used in the greater like discussion of media, no, but it's a really it's it's a really heavily used term in the anime community. Because they all have cell phones or something? <laughs> I don't know. And I remember... I, I don't... It, it's... I don't know. And it's different than a reboot. Right. I don't agree. I think it's just because they haven't had the opportunity to shine a light on... To hang a lantern on Pippin yet. So what they're doing is reminding you of where this character is right but like from a in the in the framing of the narrative it feels like they pull the beginning of his character arc into this movie to do this scene it's a reminder right like this character still hasn't grown yet but it, it's treating him like the the movie treats him kind of like he's starting from square one i don't and agree I think with that i do that's how i feel about the way he's framed but why would he be starting from square one? He's already... Like, because it's more compelling to think already, of the individual narrative no, 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 as him no, no, starting no, no. from the beginning. Because he's already... He hasn't reached his final form. Right. He hasn't evolved. He's in the weird, awkward emo um, phase of your Pokemon starter. He's not the same person that left the Shire. None of them are. No, he's... he's... Because, and I think the fact that he watched someone die to save him is what like i think at the beginning of this movie the narrative treats him like he is the same character that no, left the shire no i don't think so because he's partying he's relaxing Mary's partying too yeah but pippin yeah but pippin is acting exactly the same as he I, was at the beginning of the I, story and then he picks up the palantir in the impetuous hobbits, moment norman 
Yeah, but then he picks up the he picks up the Palantir An and evil an artifact moment. that was whispering to him. Okay, yeah. I will go to bat for Pippin every I'm, single day. I'm not of my saying life. I'm not saying this as a negative. I I don't think it is a negative. I disagree. I don't think it is a negative. I think it's just like it. It's just the way <laughs> the movie has framed his narrative to pull it into focus. I don't think by I giving disagree. us by giving us an inciting incident so similar to all the other inciting incidents that he's had so far. It's saying like this is the one you need to pay attention to, because this but is the why one that matters. Paid attention to the other ones. I mean, we should from a perspective of watching all three movies as one long story. Yeah, but that's not the way the casual moviegoer like necessarily is going to see these movies. So when you're right, plotting... but we're covering the extended edition minute by minute. We're not yes. casual moviegoers. Yes, but I'm saying like in the structure of the movie as it was made, the narrative structure of your movie and the narrative arcs of your characters need to be complete inside the movie you're doing. Yes. So we have a starting point for Pippin's character arc that feels like the it starting point of feel, his character. It... <sighs> That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. And I'm not saying it's erasing those things because we, in a deep dive sense, can track like ups and downs in his character arc. Right. But his character arc was written as a complete from a starting point to an end point with the same inciting incident as the previous original incident from Fellowship. It's a similar kind of inciting incident. It's him being impetuous and doing something. He's doing the same thing that he always was doing. Right. And before he does that, he's acting the same as he was in the Green Dragon Inn. That's not an accident. That's on purpose to make it feel like the beginning of his character arc. That's what I'm trying to say. It's on purpose to make it feel like it's the same Pippin that also was partying in the Green Dragon and I then ran... I, no, and then ran with Frodo to Buckleberry Ferry he, and had to deal with the riders and Weathertop. I don't agree with that because in the party scene that we see, um, not the salted pork one, but the 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 one in uh, where they're dancing on the table and they're singing about the Green Dragon. Right, but that's I mean that's after the Palantir. Okay, so. But like the the fact that there's like this inciting incident in the movie and also seeing Pippin acting this kind of the same as he was when we first met him. I think is is a way for them to make it feel like he has a total enclosed character arc in the movie. Okay. In this one movie. Okay. All right. I understand. You get it now? Yes. Okay. But I don't agree with any of the other stuff that you said to lead to my understanding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But like you get it now? Like the it it's it's using the same personality and like the same inciting incident to make it feel but like that, a total how is arc. that a soft reset? It's just because this is Pippin. Because if you had never seen Fellowship or Two Towers, this would feel like a character's complete story. Okay, but that doesn't that mean makes it's a it a reset. soft reset. No, 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 no. That's no. what I'm saying. A soft reset I is supposed to be. That's weird. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because it gets people back on track, especially in like long running series, to do things like that. It's three. <laughs> yes. I know it's like an anime thing or whatever with One Piece having like a million freaking episodes or right. whatever. But like But uh, like does that kind of definition of like what I mean by soft reset make sense? It does, but I don't agree that it's happening here. Okay. That's why I said I disagree okay. with everything that you said that led up to my understanding of your point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Oh I just God. we're just not going to agree about that. No, we aren't. Okay. <laughs> like I I I think that the way it was done was done so that you could not have seen Fellowship <laughs> and Two Towers or not paid attention but to like, Pippin at all. Why would you do that? Because you have to for the character arc in the movie. 
Do you have to do that for literally any other character in that movie, though? Only the people you're going to focus part of your story around. Like... Which Pippin is. Okay, but... Okay. Because you, you need to make someone's journey feel complete in the movie. Imagine sitting down to watch Return of the King having no idea what the heck is going on. I think the beginning of this movie does a well enough job. You don't know who Gollum is. You don't know what the ring is. Yeah. You don't know what Frodo and Sam have been through. Right. Like, but you don't know about Aragorn or like all the people who died at home. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like a total deal. I'm saying Michael like the, Gimli, largely the same. But like yeah, no, they they don't have character arcs really. Um, <laughs> they have they have a little bit of character development. They have moments. They have moments, but they don't really have full journeys in this story. Other than the journey that they go on together, the literal actual journey. You know what I mean. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have like. They don't have complete character arcs in in these in this story. Yes, they do. Not like everybody else. Gimli and Legolas are racist, and then they meet each other, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm a racist asshole. I need to stop. This guy's my best friend." <laughs> and I think it's it's largely resolved before the third movie. There's just that there's just that moment of confirmation. Right. That's an arc. Yeah, but it's you go from point A to point B. Does it matter how long it freaking takes? I think this Pippin that opens this movie is the middle evolution of your starter Pokemon. If we're going with Pokemon, I think <laughs> if we're at, continuing, it. I think at this, I think this is the moment where he becomes the middle evolution of his character arc, and then it's after the after everything where he's he's done. I think that this is the moment that begins the middle of his story, of Pippin's arc. This is the moment that starts it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This it's, Pippin in this scene, right. is your emo starter Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, but this is this is the moment where he what goes. What does um what does Sobble turn into? You've been playing uh, Pokemon. Uh, Drizzile. <laughs> this is this is his Drizzile. I apologize state. to anyone who has never played a Pokemon or watched a Pokemon in their whole life. But that's what I'm saying is that until this moment, Pippin is in his starter state, and then this is the moment where he enters the mid part yeah, of his. Yeah, but arc. it's not like the baby Pokemon that you get at the beginning of the game. It's like. You've leveled it up to the point that it's almost about to evolve. That's growth. I think this is the first. Uh, this is the first time where the move these movies have treated a moment like a moment of real growth for Pippin. I agree because we haven't had anything, but it's it's happening in the background. All the characters aren't just static. Right, and when you, I I, I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> And it's when you focus we, on... If we ever need marriage counseling, we should just deploy them this our podcast. <laughs> right. What I'm, what I'm saying is... Like, what I'm saying is... When you, when you haven't focused on the guy before, yeah. you need to make his character arc feel full with... From beginning to end inside the movie where you're going to focus on him. Yeah. And... That's, that's how you do and the movie. movie And the movie did that by showing him acting like he did in the Shire and then giving us a similar inciting incident. But I don't agree that it's the same... He's acting the same way. It's similar, but it's not the same. I... I think it's the same. It's not carbon copy. I'm just going to take Pippin from the Shire and drop him here. It's similar, I think it's, it's not I think same. it's supposed to feel that way. Okay. That's where we're at. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, we get the the really heavy line of "This is my first command to you." Yeah, which is which is whew. what do you think? Uh, who's right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, no, I am okay. 
I know that I joke about it all the time, but I am legitimately passionate about Peregrine Took. I I know. I get it. So, you come into... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I don't agree. Okay. And that's fine. He's not... He's not like... He's not like a newborn kitten. He's about to turn into his awkward long teen phase before he becomes full potato. <laughs> full potato. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I feel like the narrative treats it like it's the very beginning of his story. And I don't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we can trace a character arc for Pippin in the other movies. We talked about it. We did it. Yes. And that's why I'm confused as to why we're having but this I conversation. Think, yeah. <laughs> Do you even listen to the podcast, Norman? Yes. When I when I edit episodes, I do listen to them. I said it as a joke. But yeah. So I th- I think that's that. I think that's, I think that's it for today. This is way longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this me too. This is what happens when you you come for my boy, my noble idiot son. <laughs> Like yeah, I, I this is this is a noble thing of Pippin to do. It is. But I think that this this nobility has been with Pippin since he left the Shire. This isn't a new thing in his character. I also disagree with that. Because it's pure it's it's at the defense of someone he cares about and that's always been Pippin's thing. Yeah. Because we that's exactly why he throws up a ruckus when the Urukai are marching and he sees that Mary is hurt. Right. That's that's this same drive. But I think this is a different sort of nobility that is kindled by his friendship with Boromir. Mm. Yeah. And Aragorn. And Aragorn. But Yeah. And this this web of, of relationships. Because it's 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 natural to defend your family. Yep. Mar- Mary's his family. Yeah. Frodo's his family. Yep. Um But Sam isn't. And it's no he just won't defend Sam. <laughs> it's just Frodo and Mary. But it's another thing to pledge your service to a man you have never met because you, because reasons. Yeah. You know? I think this is, this is a decision I think uh, in some ways born out of uh, anxiety with the situation, a certain amount of immaturity mixed with that noble drive that Pippin has always had. Oh, I mean, I agree with that, but I think it's not. This is a very pressured decision. It's, it's very, Yeah. He's not a newborn kitten. He's about to turn into awkward teenage kitty. Awkward long boy cat. Yes. With his tail too long and his ears too big. And his his his, his, his bean, big beans. His bean, big yeah. beans. <laughs> them big soft beans. <laughs> covered with fluff. That's a better analogy if you've never heard of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the awkward puppy stage. Like when a German Shepherd is starting to grow. Oh, bless. And his paws are way too big. <laughs> and his head's too big. It's just tramping around. And it will around. defend you with its life. Yeah. yeah. Awkward awkward teenage years for a dog. The best. But so, yeah. yeah. No. That's it for today. I don't I don't think we got anything else. <laughs> We're just going to keep talking in circles if we te- keep talking. So. We're from the website. I thought that was... I thought it was fine. Yeah. Hey. I just, We're just going to keep saying the same thing if we, if we keep going. That's certainly an episode. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> it's not like we're fighting. No. We're from the website DoolingGenre.com. Uh, go check us out there. If you haven't checked out any other any other stuff on the site, there's a, there's a lot of podcasts, different kinds of stuff. Go check that out. We're also on Patreon at DoolingGenre.com slash support. 
where you can get access to weekend editions of various Feelings Honor podcasts. For $1 a month, you get access to Scott Pilgrim versus The Minute, which is pretty hilarious. Cassandra's one of the regulars on there. If you want to passionate about um, other things. <laughs> While drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's going to... Oh, we also have merch. We never plug our merch. Yes. Go, <laughs> go to, to duelinggenre.com slash merch for all your wearable dueling genre needs. Right. Is Can't you even get stuff printed on like coffee mugs? And stickers. Yep. I put stickers on my laptop all the time. So if you're down with that, look, there you go. go forth. Go forth and sticker, my friends. Yeah. You can get like the, the logo or whatever. All kinds of different stuff. Mm -hmm. Magical Fire Mountain from forever ago, because mm -hmm. we haven't come up with any other merch that we wanted to commit to. We've been throwing around a few ideas. Yeah. If anyone else has ideas. I still want the Fat Stupid Robots one for Doctor's Companion, because I love Daleks. But... The fat Stupid Robots. <laughs> it needs to be written in the Lord of the Rings yeah. font. No, it needs to be written in the Dalek font with like little bumps. But, like... <laughs> but I can't hear that. I'm not in my brain pronounce it robots. Like the the way the the way that British people sometimes say robot, robot, it's a robot. I've literally never heard that before. You never heard that before. No, <laughs> I've and I've watched all of Doctor Who. Robots. There are robots frequently. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely heard British accent. Not not robots. Robots. Like it's short O instead of an, a long O or a, or an ah sound. That's funny. But yeah, that that's gonna do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about. John Noble and, and Billy Boyd Noble. and and John Nobility. John Nobility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone have a, gr a great day and the rest of the week is going to shape up to be something, I guess. I guess. What if it's not? What if it's just like, oh, look at the lovely architecture. Oh, just uh, <laughs> flying buttresses. Bye. Bye.